This edition of What's in the Box Office is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. The holidays are a huge time for shipping. Brian, are you expecting any mail? Yes. Yes, that was uh, for the record. Uh, it's documented. Yes, we're all uh, we're all expecting mail. Some of us are sending things. Uh, I've, I'm sure uh, I'm sure your mail taking a little longer than it normally does, as is mine. Why add to that by taking trips to the post office? Saving that time with Stamps.com makes huge sense. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip, and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. That's over three quarters off. That's huge. Going to the post office instead of using stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. If you're just going up a couple floors, sure, take the stairs, but if you gotta walk up 30 flights a day, you could use a break. I could use a break. We could all use a break. We're deserving of breaks. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code POD, that's P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code POD. This weekend at the box office, there was a place for us, but none of you bothered to show up. I'm a Scrooge this week as we go over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 179th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Bob Cratchit. And Brian, would this be a bad time to ask for Christmas Eve off the podcast? Oh, it certainly would be. Only You can have Christmas off if you're going to see West Side Story. Maybe. Who knows? Nope. I need a firm commitment that you're seeing that and paying for it. Yes. Oh, I gotta and pay for it too. I can't even use my app. I really don't. Yeah, you can use the app. You, okay. You can use your A list. All right. Then you yes. have to bring a friend who has to pay for a ticket. Okay. Fair enough. Then yeah, have Christmas Eve off. Wonderful. Merry Christmas, uh, everyone. God bless us, everyone. Damn. I, I got nothing. I'm just. I'm going. I'm going straight to the top. You also five mixed to... up some characters there. I did. Yeah, doesn't uh, Tiny Tim say, God bless oh, us, everyone? yeah, sure. All right. So, yes, I was no longer Bob Cratchit there. You're right. Uh, this has been a disastrous... Uh, well, the people at home can't see the costume way. change, so I feel like I needed... That's a that's a good point. It yeah. was such a good quick change, too. Well, you went from a top hat and you just took that off and grabbed a cane. I don't yeah, know. but I also knelt down. You did kneel. Uh, which may have been a little insensitive. Our top five this week, speaking of... You're playing West, a child, I think you're fine. West Side Story. Uh, I went with the top five performances of this edition. In the 2021. Yes, okay. in the 2021 vehicle. Uh, number five, perhaps a little out of left field. I went with Corey Stoll. He's great. Corey Stoll, I find to be just a leveling and comforting presence in pretty much everything he does. Uh, he's got a he's got a great quality about him, and in a movie that was mostly filled with uh, less recognizable people to completely uh, unrecognizable first timers, yeah, I I especially felt sort of the calming presence of a uh, semi recognizable uh, movie star ish type guy in a, a a very supporting role, and I really enjoyed watching him. Number four, uh, Ariana DeBose. Ariana, perhaps. Number is, uh, four. Well, yes. Uh, it's wow. a... Uh, this is no detriment at all to Miss DeBose, who is outstanding as Anita in this new movie. It's just a truly uh, 
packed uh, top of the charts here. I need a, her a little higher. Well, uh, you can't uh, you can't get her any higher because uh, number three, for instance, is taken up by David Alvarez, mm-hmm. the uh, gentleman playing Bernardo in this movie, uh, a former uh, young child actor of mostly the stage, I believe, perhaps entirely the stage. He then left the business and joined the army. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is his first is... thing back. He was like living quiet life and going to school in like Texas. I knew he left the business for a while, but I did not yeah. know that he was in the army. That's very interesting. Uh, outstanding in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh, very commanding and charismatic uh, and a great singer. I mean, they're all good singers. Uh, not quite as char- commanding as char- and charismatic. Good God Almighty. Uh, You're not on that list. <laughs> no, I came not, in at number not six. Not after this performance. Uh, no, I guess uh, put me at seven. Six would be... Uh, uh, oh, no, I've forgotten her name. Wow. My performance is worse. Rita Moreno. Ooh, there it is. And then me at seven, uh, tied with Ansel Elgort. Well, you're tied uh, with Ansel Elgort. I am. Uh, I mean, the man's a professional. I have to give him, show him some respect. I see. Number two was Mike Faced. Uh, playing Riff. Is that how we think it's pronounced? I, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm certainly allowing for the fact that it's uh, possibly to probably not, but uh, I'm going phonetic uh, with Mike Faced, who was uh, the one who caught me the most by surprise, I think. I, when he When he first appeared and started doing his business, did not command me immediately the same way that... Uh, David Alvarez or uh, Ariana DeBose did, who were just like outstanding from the jump. Yeah. But by the end of it, I was uh, I was really kind of blown away by how good Mike Faced was his riff. Uh, but number one has to be Rachel Zegler. Yeah. Who, uh, as you've said, uh, probably on Mike, certainly off, certainly uh, off. bound uh, bound to stardom. Yeah. I uh, well, we'll see after this weekend. But well, she should be sure. I uh, commanding, mesmerizing. I. Uh, outstandingly good voice uh, excellent performance in this movie uh, cannot recommend it highly enough uh i you know what my five would be ansel probably fifth okay then i think it's alvarez i think i think it's gonna be tony bernardo <sighs> then it's real tough i i'll tell i'll let you know after tomorrow okay when I see it again, but I think it's gonna be as far as um, uh, 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 like Zegler could be three, and Ariana could be one, or it could be flipped, or it could I I done. That's really hard. Yeah, I I I really think any of those four could go in any order. Yeah, it's completely defensible. Really hard. They're uh, they're all outstanding. Well, let's, let's you go ahead. Yeah, let's get into. Oh the, right, you haven't even said the five. Yeah, the, turn me down a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Let's get into the actual, uh, slightly more disappointing top five. Mm. Uh, Number one, West Side Story. Yeah. I could stop there and it would be great. Ten and a half million dollars in the opening this weekend. That's rough. It's not what you want. Number two was Encanto with 9.9 million, a 24.1% drop. That is up to 71.9 million dollars. Ghostbusters Afterlife came in at number three with 7.1. That was a 31.4% drop. That is up to 112 million. Number four, House of Gucci. With 4.1, a 41.3% drop. It's up to $41 million. And number five remains Eternals with $3.1 million. That was a 23% drop. That's up to $161.2 million. All right, our top story is y'all fucked up. Um, you know, I, 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 she doesn't listen. I saw Shauna tonight, right? Okay, good friend Shauna. And there was a, uh, a TV spot for West Side. Uh, story and she commented who is now who is this for and i said me and she said oh okay well i i don't know and i i, I guess that is what it comes down to you you had a similar experience at work where yes. you, you you mentioned it and someone was like i didn't know that was coming out and the other person said what's that and so i guess it comes down to people just didn't think they needed a west side story or weren't interested but $10 million is just not good. Pandemic yeah. times or not. It's not available anywhere else. 
Uh, it seemingly had the buzz, marquee director, beloved source material, incredible reviews, buzziness around it, and it seemed to all have been uh, on Twitter because it opens with a dud. Now, this is one where I truly believe that, you know, it wasn't going to get Sean out. Yeah. But the... I, I, f- I find myself tugging back and forth between um, just, like, frustration and blame and just understanding of the pandemic and where we are right now. Sure. You know, if this was, like, last summer... Then I'd be like, "What? What are you? What? What are we doing? Why isn't anyone seeing this?" Now we're in the middle of two emerging variants and all this kind of shit and stuff. So, fine, you know, older moviegoers are not comfortable going out, especially now when there's more things that we don't know about. So, okay, fine. So I do think that in a healthier marketplace, this movie, uh, especially with the Christmas legs, is a hundred million dollar hit. And I think that a lot of this had to do with it not appealing to teens, but more so its target audience just not going anywhere right now. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's got to be what it is, you know, to, I guess, Shauna's point of who is this for, like, our parents, Yeah, basically. Like, this, even though it is a 2021 remake, like, this still feels like an old movie mm-hmm. uh, in a way that, in my experience, tends to not really excite your uh, your average bear of uh, say our generation and younger i uh, and you know steven spielberg has uh, huge like huge name recognition and star powers with like the uh, the boomer generation mm-hmm. which is a uh, something that in this case i don't don't use derogatorily but just like that's he's a uh, he's like an older uh, an older person movie maker at yeah. this point your uh, your bridges of spies uh, yeah kinds of thing and he still does it uh, still does it very well but this i i don't think this movie was primed to excite the youth and like you said the uh, the older moviegoers just still are not going i i really didn't think it needed to i think there was I th- in my mind there was some play they got the guy from fallen our stars and all that that was believe it or not 7 years ago I do believe it. And so, you know, the 14-year-old girls, that well, they'd be 21. I mean, they'd probably age into liking him. But he's also just been quiet. He's got controversy around him and shit. But, you know, I, I just feel like... I don't know. It's just a bummer. It is like... It's a real, real bummer. You'd, you'd, like, to, you'd like to think that people are just generally... Ex- you know... I feel like Warner Brothers and and the like theaters like it's just it's assuming we don't go back to normal next year we're going to have so few original you know you and I talked about this I don't think on pod about the funniest movie of the year and it's because there haven't been any comedies released it's like free guy and that's it yeah and it's because they're afraid people won't go, and they're afraid people won't go because you don't go. So you know, Game Night and Blockers making sixty million is great. I think those are genuine hits, but it's just, it's just really discouraging. And uh, we'll 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 reap what we sow. Yeah, uh, it as seem- far as this goes, it seems like in the pandemic era we are uh, allotted one interesting comedy released uh, either on vod or streamers yeah. per year yeah uh 2020 we got palm springs mm-hmm. uh this year we got barb and star yep which while not uh, necessarily to my taste is obviously like exciting to a lot of people and like that's pretty much it that's pretty much it though those two wouldn't have been hits in theaters either no. so it's it's really and you know, this doesn't say anything about a musical. Wicked will be fine, presuming. First of all, Wicked has Ariana Grande, which is huge, and and, and Cynthia Revo will be big, and, and it's just gonna feel like it's more relevant. It's you know, I know the musical is like twenty years old or whatever, but it's much more relevant than West Side Story. And um, yes, and uh, I think I think that'll still be huge. And 
movie musicals uh, ebb and flow. It's like the Western. So people going, you know, the musical has been dead for some time. Well, no, it hasn't. Um, it has been a very tough year for the musical. Yeah. I, I think we had we had three that I all thought would be big for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the Heights, I thought could traffic on Hamilton's reputation. I thought Heights would be huge. Uh, yes, I uh, I thought that uh, the Dear Evan Hansen was, I guess, just a bigger deal like very recently than I guess the rest of the world thought it was, and this just seemed to have a huge pedigree. West Side Story and not none of them worked. No, In the Heights grossed more than this. That's I don't. Don't say that. It did. Oh, man. I'm checking if Dear Evan Hansen did. There's no way. No, Dear Evan Hansen. No, it was okay. like eight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Christmas Legs, we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Y'all are going to see Spider-Man. Great. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to love it. But you know what I also did? I, I ate my vegetables. And it's not even a chore. No. To see Come On, Come On. And, uh... No, West Side Story. So if you feel well enough and safe enough, if, if you don't feel safe to go to a theater, perfectly your choice. Yeah. If you feel safe enough to go to Spider-Man, which is going to be packed full of people, you feel safe enough to go see West Side Story. Yes. There's no difference. You're even safer going to see West Side now that it's not making money. So put your money where your mouth is or else you're going to be like, why is everything on Hulu? Yeah. This is why. Why is everything on Hulu and bad? This is why. All right. In our spotlights, uh, I'm going to have, I have, I feel like I've had so many No Time to Die spotlights, and I'll have one, I think, next weekend as well. Or no, in a few weekends. Maybe. No, probably not. Um, so the last hurdle for No Time to Die, it crossed $160 million domestically. Uh, it's it's going to grow slightly more than Die Another Day, Pierce Brosnan's swan song from 2002. And uh, that's just a really solid number for a James Bond film in spite of what Skyfall and Spectre made. Uh, So pandemic-wise, I think that's pretty big. And Eternals cross 160 as well. Eternals just dropping so tiny, people catching up with it before before Spider-Man comes out. Even though I doubt they're connected at all. Um... And uh, dropped 23, and so I bet Disney's going to have some double billing. Oh, sure. It's going to be a very long movie that you go see. Um, and so expect that number to also be small next weekend. Or Spider-Man could send everything into a free fall. Or Spider-Man could open to 80 and everyone shoots themselves in the head. That, I predict, will not happen. Well, it, it could that is that is far from a stone cold uh, locked and loaded prediction, but I no, I don't think so. I saw a tweet today. I think it was from Brendan Katz who said Spider Man, which what Spider Man's opening weekend um, notable for the first one, two thousand two. I well, it was the uh, that was the biggest opening weekend of all time. Wasn't it was it? the first film to do what? A uh, hundred million dollars. You know the number? I uh, no, I don't. I'm gonna guess one oh seven. One fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, which brings back, you know, Willem Dafoe and kind of connects to Sam Raimi's film, uh, will be the first film of the pandemic uh, era to gross over 100. So the, the, the tweet said circle is complete. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all. That's all the box office news. You didn't see any movies. You don't get any news. What do you want me to do? I want you to uh, play everybody's favorite game. Did, Did it make more or less than Die Hard 2? We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Die Hard 2 at the box office. Yeah. None of these will be West Side Story, unfortunately. For a bonus point, you can tell it me could what be, year the movie I'll came it, out. I'll get it right. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Your first film is Four Christmases. Tis the Four season. Christmases made more. It did, which was very surprising to me. It was a big, solid little hit. That yeah. was a, you know, parent to people. Vince Vaughn yes. excels when he's on a poster with somebody else. I'm talking Wedding Crash. You know, Fred Claus was a decent hit in 70 million, I think. Okay. But 
Wedding Crashers, The Breakup, Four Christmases, Dodgeball, Two People on a Poster, Dodgeball, Two People okay. on a Poster. He's he, he works well in that that zone. Didn't work for the Dilemma, but right. you know can't can't win them all. Um, came out in two thousand eight. Yes, it did. You are well on your way to your second sweep in a row. You know who's co-starring that? In Four Christmases? Yeah. No. You don't? No. Picture the poster. Okay. He's standing back to... You know what it's about? Uh, a couple has to go to Four Christmases. I'm guessing like each of their parents are divorced, and so they have to do four of them. That's correct. Um, so picture Vince Vaughn. He's yeah. a tall fellow, yeah. right? Standing back to back with his wife. Yeah. They're wrapped in maybe lights or Christmas ribbon. Yeah. I think it's ribbon. And, oh, you can picture it. Yeah. And um, she's standing on like three presents so that it can be height, head height. Yeah. I, Who is it? Witherspoon? That's correct. Okay. Well, she is short. She's very short. She's a petite, petite gal. Yes. I, she is not in your second film. Uh, well, that's a shame. Which is Sully. Sully. Sully made... Less. No, Sully was more. Sully was more. Sully was Sully more. Sully was more. Sully came out. Oh boy, that's too recent, Jerky. Come on, you know that. Two thousand and sixteen. That is correct. Okay. So you have secured the win, but it is not a blowout right. in that way. Uh, and speaking of Sully, mm-hmm. Captain Phillips. Um, more. No, that one was less. Mm. 2013. That is right. Tom Hanks's uh, run of Captain-y figures. Yeah. Uh, Captain Phillips, big hit. Leading into Sully, bigger hit. People were really into that. Maybe he should have done a third one. Shocking how they made a... Bo- well, I don't know if it's shocking, but like just making that boring of a Sully movie is wild. Yeah. Well, this is a... I mean, it was like a, you know, a, what, like a 30-minute affair, really, when we get down to it? Yeah, this is a, the thing that I, I I say often. You know, you and I were talking about this just the other day. Uh, like, it's not a story. No. It's just a thing that happened. Yeah. It's an it's an incredible thing that happened. It's yeah. very cool, and, like, the, the guy deserves praise and such, but there's, there's not a movie there. No. His, like, little trial was like, first of all, nobody knew that happened, and second uh-huh. of all, it's not compelling. It's not interesting. No. The thing is the landing. That's yeah. all. Yeah. It's like flight. Yeah. Uh, but that was fake. Remember fucking... Uh, what's his name? What is it? What's Aaron Eckhart? Flint Eastwood. No, Aaron Eckhart as like yeah, the mustache. co-captain, and he was he was like mad about video games or something. Oh, was he? Yeah. I, I don't remember. But Doesn't was, like Halo? Yeah, I, th- I think they were like trying to simulate... Oh, the Sully thing, and they're like, it didn't work, and he's like, you're playing a video game with that man's life, and I don't know, it was a very dumb character. Uh huh. Didn't like that movie. Uh, yeah. Tom Hanks though, pretty good. He's great. He's our best actor. All right. Well, a uh, solid four point win. Uh, Thank you. Nice to uh, feels nice for me to get back on the board yes, a little I'm bit. I'm not You've bulletproof, been... as it as it were. Yeah, that is uh, my best showing yet so far. And did it make more or less than Die Hard too? Uh, come and gone from a theater near you now. Are you uh, ready to go back in time? Well, that depends. Uh, well, we're going back to 2010. Does All that right. help? Sure. Uh, two movies this weekend. Mm. Open number one and number two. It's after Tangled was already out. That came out in November. That is correct. This was that was in what are the third dates? Weekend. December 10th. Tron Legacy. Uh, no. Oh, you're kidding. I am not kidding. Uh. I'm going to see when Tron Legacy came out. Wait. Stop typing. So loud. Never. You're vibrating my brain. 2010. Yeah, that's right. Tron Legacy came out... The 16th. The week after. Damn. Very all close. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, two movies came out. What was the other thing you said? I... Uh, just that they opened one and two. The number one movie was the third in a trilogy. 
Well, it wasn't The Hobbit. No. Night at the Museum? No. No. It wasn't 2010. The third in a trilogy oddly came out... December 10th. Did we see it? I did not see it. I have no idea if you've seen it. Have you movie. seen one or two? I've seen one. Is it Chronicles of Narnia? Yes. Uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Correct. They were trying... You know what's funny about that? The same thing happened to Night at the Museum. I was real pissed that Chronicles of Narnia, the first one, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe came out uh, around, let's say, the week after King Kong. And okay. it just made so much more money than King Kong when I liked that so much more. And I was like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Uh, so then it was so successful. It was like, oh, we they, Disney has it. They have the next Harry Potter. So they made the second one, Prince Caspian, released it in May. Memorial Day weekend, trying to get the pirates' money that they had off of three. Okay. And just went okay. And so for this third one, brought it back around, back to Christmas, hoping to get those legs, didn't work as well. No. So that was it for the franchise. Night at the Museum came out in 2006, Christmas, huge hit. Night at the Museum made $250 million in North America over Christmas 2006. That's crazy. Huge, huge hit. Sequel released, you guessed it. May. End of May. Uh, didn't make as much money. Made a decent amount of money. Then, like, a bunch of years later, they made the third one. Just to cap it off, released it back in Christmas. So, similar. Um, 45. Uh, way too high. Oh, 28. 24. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Not great. What did that cost? Uh, more than that. I'm going to look up. Wow, that is... I've actually got the Wikipedia open. I could... Uh... Yeah, tell me what that cost and what it made worldwide. Let's see. So that... Five years after the first one. That cost uh, 140 to $155 million dollars right, so it's pr- probably probably less than one or two uh and worldwide yeah made 415 yeah so it's still a thing worldwide yeah what did it make total here uh 104 christmas yeah i uh, franchise killer i need some clues is the second one the one where you're gonna read the synopsis uh no the second one i'm gonna uh, i think you might uh, you might just be able to get i uh, i picked this weekend because of the second movie uh, in uh, in honor of the Golden Globe nominations coming out, this movie is a the tourist. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed, a very infamous uh, <sighs> Golden Globe nominee. Directed the tourist. I uh, I think you would Some have uh, you would have gotten it in six words. It is revolves around Frank, an American tourist. <laughs> um. Are we not doing one where I go through the thing? No, I don't have one this weekend. Why didn't it come up? Find out who directed it. Okay. Uh, and how much it cost. And what it made worldwide. Tourist. Uh, open to, I'm going to say, 13. Uh, that is very close. Uh, the tourist opened to 16.4. Mm. That's pretty... No, oh, well... Uh, let's see. It was directed by Florian Henkel von Donnersmark. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's done stuff. What a name. He's done stuff. On that gentleman. It cost $100 million. Yeah, it did. <laughs> which is silly. Uh, and worldwide, it made 278 278 yes domestic it made 67 oh he did the lives of others that's his big thing yeah 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 i mean almost uh almost whoa it's originally said to be directed by uh las hallstrom with charlie's theron hallstrom left someone else came on board tom cruise was announced to play the male lead he was later replaced by Sam Worthington. Yeesh. Jolie accepted her role. Worthington left, citing creative differences. Yeah, I don't want to have sex with <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Other directors were included, including Quaron. 
Huh. I wanted to see if they would tell us what they were paid for it. But I don't think so. Huh. Um, yeah. Notoriously bad film. Yes. Nominated for many Golden Globes, though. Yes, well, they wanted them to come to their party. All right. Uh, let's talk... Actually, no, I have an early reaction for you. Oh, God, that's right. We oh, are no. going to be watching... Oh, no. The trailer... For the, stop. the third of five, I think? Yeah. Still? Still that's, five? That's sure. The third of five Fantastic Beast films. They've stopped getting creative with their titles. First was Fantastic Beasts. No colon, but and where to find them. Yep. Second film could have easily been called Fantastic Beasts and yes. the, but nope, Fantastic Beasts colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And now, finally... Fantastic Beasts colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I've watched the trailer. Noah hasn't. We're going to stop the recording, watch it. Noah will give his instant reaction and how much he'll think it'll make on opening weekend. Uh, we have this new, these new microphones, so I, it could sound weird, but uh, nah, it won't. Because as always, it'll be seamless. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, releasing April 15th, 2022. No, I gotta ask. I think it's on everybody's mind. Do you think J.K. Rowling feels weird about Eddie Redmayne having played a transgendered person in The Danish Girl? Um, Have they talked about it? Does Eddie Redmayne feel weird about it? Ultimately, Eddie Redmayne does not feel weird about it. Uh, I don't think J.K. does either because Mm. he was just acting. And I think she's very into pretend. Mm. I... Mm -hmm. If Eddie Redmayne uh, turned out to be a trans person, I think J.K. Rowling would tweet about it quite a bit. Uh, probably right before another trailer for one of her movies is released. She, truly, the day it was released. I. Uh, what a bad person that I don't like anymore. No, she's she's the fucking worst. So I have a question. Yeah. What in that trailer is history from the books that's like cool to see? I like the rumor requirement, right? That's a thing. Sure. Right. Yes. And I, I feel like I remember in that they were like, uh, "What is this place?" And Harry was, "I'm gonna do Harry Cockney." And he goes, uh, "This is where Dumbledore took all of his." Uh, uh, um, this is where Dumbledore's army. This is where they had their meetings or some shit. Is that correct? I. So we're seeing that here. It's been it's been a little while. We gotta since... watch all ten of them before seeing this. We have to. I'm, I'm going to watch the first two of these. Maybe, oh. maybe just the second one. Uh, oh, the Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, probably just the second one. I, I'd really rather not. You don't have to. Uh, I think it's it's going to... Like, I'm going to see this, but it's going to take uh, a lot of what this. I have in me. Uh, another historical thing uh, that's really cool. If you notice in all of the uh, Harry Potter books and uh, thus the Harry Potter movies... This is going to be a joke. He's going to be a joke. Why? Just because I'm really long-winded here. Uh, you'll notice that uh, Catherine Waterston's character, Tina, mm. doesn't appear in any of those either. It's weird that it says a promoted magical congress of the United States of America, Auror, and Newt's eventual wife. Did they get married? Are they getting married in this? Uh, where where does it say that? On oh, Wikipedia. Oh, you're on the Wikipedia for the actual movie? Yeah. I I, I just went to the first one because I wasn't sure if she was in this one because no, she's not she in the is. trailer. They're all they're all in this. Are, are they sure? Bunty is in this. Was she in the other ones? Who Newt, the hell is that? Newt's assistant, you fool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was like, uh, she showed up a little bit. Bunty? Uh, yeah, I think she's like got a crush on him. Yeah, Queenie, Jacob. They gave a muggle a wand. First time that's happened. I uh, can he use it? Can anyone no, just? I mean, you could, say a magic word. You could be a. Uh, what's the? Uh, what's the term? You can like learn magic as a muggle, but you won't be as good at it. Uh, uh, the the groundskeeper Filch. Yeah. In the Harry Potter movies was, was whatever this thing is called. Uh, what does that mean? Whatever what's called. What do you mean? The, like a person that learns magic. Rather oh, than it's it, there's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, They're not a muggle anymore? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole other thing, but I okay. don't remember what it is. I, I fucking hate this shit. 
<laughs> there was so what, what? What? Okay. So what did you think of the trailer? I think that there was such. Because I have more questions. There was such a great opportunity when making this franchise to just make like a series of fun little movies. Yeah. I uh, where you got this guy who's a little fucking nerd with his net, and he's like, "I'm gonna catch the beasts." And then you got uh, Dan Fogel, mm-hmm. is that his name? Uh, Fogler. Fogler, uh, who's having a lot of fun as like the muggle companion. And then you got Queenie, who was also a lot of fun. Uh, and then, like, I don't know, Tina isn't fun at all, but she's like a major part of these movies, so put her in your fucking trailer, I think. What's a Legamins? Uh, Leggy Lemons. Legimen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. All right, I'll find it. She's uh, one of those. She's a natural, it says. Good for her. Uh, uh, it's the skill of extracting feelings and memories. It's the thing. Yeah, so, like, yeah, t- yeah, yeah sure. okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, and, like, you could just have fun with, like, the animals. And they got to catch them. And there's, like, some stakes, but not that many. Remember in the first one when they're, like, running around New York and there's a big fucking, like, hippo yeah, thing? Yeah, they're on, like, the they're, ice like, we gotta get Central the hippo. Park, yeah. And, like, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I just, even, like, watching this trailer, uh, just kind of divorced of the context of, like, uh, Wizard Hitler is coming. Uh, and they're, like, they're like with the scorpions, and they're like, we gotta do the scorpion Yeah, dance. I was gonna say, it's amusing that they have to keep thinking of ways to incorporate a fantastic beast that I... only he knows the behavior of. Yeah. It's... Like, the movies... This series is gonna end with, like them coming across like a bug and Newt's going to be like, oh, one touch of this fucking thing and you'd be dead in a minute. And then they, they're they going to give it to Grindelwald and then that'll be how they kill him. Yeah, I know. It fucking, Some shit like that. It's awful. But just just do that. Cash in on people being like magic is fun and like neat and we like it. They could have done a series of movies based on the books. Like just one Fantastic Beast movie about the guy who wrote it. Uh-huh. Go to another, like, just, like, little one-offs in the sure, world. Sure, about, like, different textbooks and shit. That yeah. That would have worked, too. How about the guy who sells wiz- wands? The original, what's his name in the name of that store? Uh, Ollivander's. Okay, so how about one about Ollivander, initially? Sure. Yeah, Why whatever. Not? There's there's all kinds of ways to do just, like, fun little movies that people will like. And You know Hogwarts is Warthog backwards? Yeah. Which is just an animal? Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where to find them, is at the school. Yeah. And instead... They gotta make it like so integral, so, so serious important. and bullshitty. And Dumbledore stupid. has a secret brother. Dumbledore is a brother, and Ezra Miller and Grindelwald and all of this, and there's a war going on for Aurora, your mind. Aurora Borealis, Dumbledore. I and I just hate it so much. And also, the movies went from mediocre to dog shit. Yeah, and I really well, don't like that either. They brought in Steve Knowles, who wrote. Uh, hold, 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 brothers. Uh, he co-wrote Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. He wrote, he wrote all. I mean, that's he had a hand in writing every movie. At least I could have sworn he was just the sole writer on like the last bunch. But according to this, that dude. You just fucking wrote all of them. Yeah, and like... So they brought him in to help J.K. write that screenplay because her screenplay for... Did she she have somebody help her write the first one? Am I making that up? And then the second one is her first... No, the first one was just her as well, right? What, Harry Potter? No, 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 Beasts. Beasts. I don't don't remember. Yeah, so those were both just her scripts. Okay. The two Beast movies and then... Second one was shit, so they were like, well, "Let's get you uh, the one who knows yeah, how to write a these." Professional, yeah. Even then, like Oscar-nominated writer, he he knows how to adapt a book. He's Oscar-nominated writer. Yeah, that's fine. Was was he Oscar-nominated for the Harry Potters or something else? No, for Wonder Boys. Okay, I yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't mean to uh, denigrate the man at all, but I don't look at like, oh, he's the one who did the Harry Potters, so like he knows what he's doing here. Like, he adapted those books very well, but this is... He is tasked with crafting an interesting story yeah. from an inherently faulty premise of Newt Scamander has to save the world. And so it, it's, he might do better than two, 
but is not going to be good. It it can't be. It's flawed. Here's another issue with. Um, it said it said here. It said here. Uh, based on a screenplay by J.K. Rowling, which is odd. So he must have just rewritten it. Okay. Um. You know. What's interesting about this is the whole thing we've mentioned with. I'm probably just mentioned this with, but um, the idea that the second movie, if the last one wasn't well liked, won't make money. People fool me once, kind of thing. Okay. It's a Tomb Raider trap, right? Where the second, this is the you know the second one could be better. What were we just talking about this with? What the fuck movie could this have been for? Just came wasn't out. wasn't it a thing where the second one was better, but it doesn't matter because the first one was bad? Right. So people have lost interest. Yeah. Yeah. Can't think of what movie we were just mentioning it with, but the point is, the second Fantastic Beast could have burned people out so badly that this one just doesn't do well, no matter how good it is. Right. They may have already shot themselves in the foot, and by not announcing this as just the end of the story, which they could have done, there's no, you know, if they had said this is the last Fantastic Beast movie. People might be more like, all right, well, I'll see the last one. I didn't like the I didn't like the one before this, but if it's the last one, I'll just go. Right. So, it's gonna be very interesting. And you know, the whole trailer, as you saw, was Warner Brothers invites you back to the magic, and they're like, you know, they showed old Dumbledore, and it's very Hogwarts centric. They yeah, do the Hufflepuff at the end. They're trying to yeah. be like, we're light, and we're back to Hogwarts. Look at this good feeling. Listen to this music. They're doing a 20th anniversary reunion special with all the cast. Okay. Coming up, return to Hogwarts, um, including the three principal players. I don't think J.K. is going to be interviewed or involved, but everyone, everyone's coming back, and there's a at least a, the picture they've shown is the three principal players just sitting in chairs on a set, talking to each other. I don't know, uh-huh. but um, so they're doing that to help build. Pre- that's don't be fooled. That is for helping this movie. Sure. That is all that is for. Um, because it's a very important property for Warner Brothers, so it's going to be very interesting in April to see whether people are the shame on fool me once, shame on me, fool shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. So we will see. What do you think of Mads? I I don't know. I mean, I like Mads Mikkelsen. Do they mention it though? Or are they like he's changed his form again? Or are we yeah. just like okay? Yeah. So then, do you agree with me that they should just do it every time? I. Yes, because then that means that Mads Mikkelsen isn't tied to this any more than he has to be. Okay. Uh, sure. Get get someone silly next time. Who's Kevin Hart? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get Kevin Hart to do it. I don't like. I don't. I don't. Yeah, give, I, I, don't say, get, I don't give a shit. So go wild. Who is uh, Aberforth? That's why is he interesting? That's Dumbledore's actual brother. Well, he has two brothers, so. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, but the brother that he has is Aberforth. Have we heard of him before? What's his deal? Yeah, uh, he showed up at the end of, uh, I think it was in the last book in one of the last two movies, probably the second one. He like oh. he like runs a uh, he like runs a bar in the little the little Hog, town Hogsmeade. Head in. Uh, yeah. Uh, that has like a secret passage to Hogwarts. It's how they they get oh. back in. Do so we we end. I remember that. So yeah. we do see him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we meet him in the the originals. All right, that's cool. So he's back. You excited for him? No. Okay. I, what are you excited for here? Here, I did you like the three points to Hufflepuff? Did you like going back to the idea that houses get points and we're just kids and shit? What do you think? <laughs> I didn't even like the good movies. <laughs> What do you mean? The uh, good Harry Potter movies? Yeah, just the, like the Harry Potter movies. Like I'm, I, I acknowledge are probably good. I just they're not. I was gonna say, good. I wonder. Well, are they though, or were you just like, was it around the time we were reading the books and shit? Like now that we're past the idea that you've just read the books, and they're not, they're not trying to live up to the books now and being yeah. released in theaters. I wonder how you would take them. Yeah, maybe better than this shit. <laughs> uh, well, when they make Cursed Child, we'll watch all of them. Uh, no. Okay. No. They're that's, definitely that, making Chris Child yeah, at some point. Well, we'll see how the rest of these do. As long as uh, they don't care. If they can get the three principals back in yeah. like five years for Chris Child, they won't give a shit if this makes a dollar. Here's what I'll the only thing 
I'm excited about, and I use the word excited loosely. Yeah. The only thing that I think might be enjoyable about these movies at all uh, is fucking Dan Fogler. Yeah, he's good. He has a funny bit in the trailer. Yeah, that Christmas uh, line's good. It's a funny line. Yeah, he's just he's just really good. But like the ground these movies are made on sucks. Eddie Redmayne sucks. Uh, the the whole the whole thing is just awful. Uh, they ruined Queenie in the last movie by making her fucking evil. Yeah. Well, she's evil uh, at the very end. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, and like, she's, but just even even that, like, there's there's no there's no room for Queenie to be like mistaken about whether Grindelwald is right. Like, just have her around being funny. And you're golden. So, but they fucked that too. I just so kinda, it's just him. I just kind of want your instant reactions here uh, to this uh, premise. Said in the 1930s. Fine. The so st- far, so good. The story leads up to the Wizarding World's involvement in World War II. Fuck off. Fuck off forever. Was that a thing we knew about? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, they they'd talked about that. Uh, in the these movies? No, just like in the run up to this one, I think. I I remember that had been announced and the, Oh, announced. Oh, I I meant in in the lore of Harry Potter. Oh, no, these movies have nothing to do with the lore of Harry Potter anymore. <laughs> they're 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 making it up from scratch as okay. they go along. So no. <laughs> no the idea at all. that first of all, the Wizarding World could have easily stopped the Nazis. I wonder if that's what they're doing here. Is like Grindelwald's going to aid the Nazis, and that's why like the other wizards can't just go. We should step in, and we'll explore the magical communities in Bhutan, Germany, well, World War Two, and China, in addition to previously established locations: Brazil, the United States, United Kingdom. Uh, yeah. So yeah, World War Two. Very surprising to see. April fifteenth, twenty twenty two. What is Fantastic Beast? What do you think of the title? Scale one to ten. Three. Worse, two. worse or better than the second one? Kind of crimes of Grindelwald. I. I think worse. worse. Yeah. It's so two. It's. It's so fucking awful. If it was they... called Fantastic Beast and the Crimes of Gr- and the Secrets of Dumbledore, where does that bump it up? It bumps it up to like a four. Great. It bumps that bumps Crimes of Grindelwald up to like a five, uh-huh. and this one up to like a four. Okay. So they're still bad, but sure. at least like you, you have a naming convention not only for the first movie of this series, but for, every but for all of the Harry fucking Potter movies. movies. What are they doing? <laughs> it is shocking. This is why it's the ground is bad. Why? Why? Can we, who know nothing, run this shit better than the people who run it? Because they overthink it. Um, April 15, 2022, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore. It's going to be a while before I imme- don't immediately call it the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Uh, what is it opening to Noah? $35 million, I guess. <laughs> okay. I hope less. I hope it opens to fucking... 10 and they just scrap it's it all 10 million yeah okay yeah and they're just like well we're done <laughs> sorry <laughs> we'll make a tv show now all right season screening so we're saying a little cheerier well this movie isn't much cheerier but uh we're into christmas territory yes noah you had the pick you picked scrooge scrooged uh what is that a play on screwed uh yeah i think so okay Released November 23rd, 1988, directed by Richard Donner, written by Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, a complete polar opposite, 38 on Metacritic. Yeesh. Uh, oh, I didn't put who it starred. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. But also, uh, off the top of my head, Karen Allen, Carol Kane, mm-hmm. um, Bobcat Goldthwaite, and uh, Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Oh, and Alfre Woodard. Sure. First time seeing it? It was, yes. I think it was... Listen, okay. I I knew the, that he was on a set. You did? And I knew you the taxi and I that. knew the taxi driver and maybe the death thing. But I can no longer be sure that I've seen this all the way through. I must have when I was a kid on like Comedy Central. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Sure. So it's basically the first time for me. What did you think of Scrooged? I, I thought it was all right. I, you know, I'm really fond of the Christmas Carol story. I think it's uh, infinitely adaptable uh, into all different kinds of formats. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol is outstanding. Uh, 
It made for an excellent Christmas special of Doctor Who several years ago. Do you have any interest in watching uh, Robert Zemeckis' Christmas Carol uh, motion capture film with Jim Carrey as Ebenezer Scrooge? I not especially unless you've okay. seen it and are like it's really good. Well, I I saw it. I don't. I think I liked it. I don't remember much about it. But okay. I don't think it's supposed to be shit. No, I mean the motion capture thing weirds me out, uh, and just kind of makes me not want to do it. But like some because I, I really like the story yeah. and maybe and like see maybe Jim Carrey's take to... on it I, I think he also plays the ghost I'm not sure okay uh, but yeah that's truly just like that that motion capture thing is super weird to me and is unappealing I but yeah I'd never I'd never seen this and it seemed like a big uh, a big Christmas movie blind spot uh, I also said to you before we watched it that I like the Bill Murray is kind of a a semi blind spot to me in that like I've never I've never I've never really gotten Bill Murray. There's a few things that he's in that I think are really great just like comedy wise, you know, I love Groundhog Day, uh the first Ghostbusters, things like that. Uh you know, his dramatic roles can be good too. We don't really count those uh, in in this conversation. But I've still just never really, like... He's never really quite clicked, and so I wanted to take another swing at it. He still just doesn't quite click for me. Well, I mean, this isn't the movie. No. No, like, he's 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 fine. The whole the whole movie's fine. Uh, there's some uh, there's some funny... Uh, there's some funny bits. Yeah. But even as, like, a sort of Christmas, a Christmas Carol take, mm-hmm. uh, the, the sort of... I don't, I don't think the Bill Murray style is suited to it the sort of like you know aloof uh, suave like uh, above it all kind of thing right like christmas carol is a very sincere story of a very angry man surrounded by very good people who learns to be a very good person because of the evils and the ghosts right i i is it true that at the end he just realizes he'll die and freaks. Is that true to the story as well? I feel like it is. He goes to his grave. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, did he not know that before? I thought, in my mind, it was that he dies, like, alone. Yeah, well, that, I mean, and that was that was the thing in this, too. That well, he had his family with him. Yeah, his, his brother and yeah, his, his widow. His, his brother and his wife was there. Yeah, but that's that's still a pretty depressing funeral. All right, well. Uh, it's, to me, it seemed more that he was shocked he was about to be... Yeah, and, and also, and also, and also in this one, like he's dying early, like he's working himself into the grave. I guess his brother was old though; he had like old age makeup on and shit. A little bit. I. So yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was fine, but not, not great. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, How about you? Yeah, I thought it was a mess. A mess. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I was reading a lot about it as well, and it seemed like a mess. Bill Murray did not like making this. He thought that... And the writers, too, thought that the script was just butchered. They had a great script, and it was kind of butchered, and then Donner uh, didn't really know what he was doing, and he, the direction Murray kept saying that he was given was louder, louder. Um, and it was a very unpleasant experience. And you can kind of tell. The movie is all over the place. It's like, do we want to be like a little crude comedy? Do we want to be a really serious and dark uh, Christmas Carol tale? And it's not that funny and it's not that dark. And so it doesn't really straddle out either line. Yeah. Um, you know, some of, some of the effects are decent. I like death at the end and, uh, Carol Kane's a blast, but even she feels like underdeveloped. Like she's, she's, she could have done anything and her things that she just hits him. Yeah. A bunch. Like what? She could do anything. Um, you know, and, and, and he's good. I, I thought that he was more cruel than like a grump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like Scrooge is, Scrooge isn't that he hates everyone. He just is like, there's other things to do. And why are we doing this? I don't want no one to talk to me. Yeah. But he's not like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, Bob Cratchit or whatever his name is. Right. Whereas this Murray seemed to relish in what he was able to do to people. And I guess that could be a part of Scrooge. It just didn't feel in the spirit of it. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it's at least in the spirit of like this take on it, where sure. he's like a modern TV exec, and so I, I think that worked. But like I, I also I don't know that he like changed no. enough. 
at the end. And the love story doesn't work at all because he's so cruel in front of her. And she just, like, brushes everything off. Yeah. Like, I get that, like, she's seen the good in him, so she she knows what's underneath. But it is still, like, it's, it's a little much... Like surely she's met someone else nice in the past fifteen like Karen years. Karen Allen's a, a a gorgeous woman. She obviously has met other people. Um, and also the him just making up with her at the end seemed pretty forced. I liked his little speech at the end, and I think the parts of it were funny. Um, and some of the production design worked, but overall, I just don't think it knew what kind of take it wanted to have on the story uh, to either make it modern or adhere to the source material. And uh, and so we were just kind of left with this 80s mess. It just felt like an 80s movie that was just a scrambled egg of a picture. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Mm. Uh, out of how many cookies are you going to leave for Scrooge out of four? I think I will leave two out of four. That's what I would leave as well. Yes. Two out of four. Our stocking stuffer this week, uh, yes. you also picked this, a episode of Futurama called Xmas Story, season two, episode four. Released December 19th, 1999. You had said it had been a while since you've seen the show. This episode, probably in particular. Uh, yeah. I, uh, when, I was, when I was younger, I watched Futurama all the time. All the like time. It was, on, uh, it was on Adult Swim uh, late at night. And I would, uh, yeah, I would watch it basically every day on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was on Netflix many years ago, it was for a while kind of my... Uh, like my comfort show of just uh, just flick flick it on when I have uh, twenty minutes to kill or whatever, I uh, so I watched a lot of Futurama then, I, uh, but I didn't even know it was on Hulu before doing this. Okay. So I have not sought it out in a little while, I, uh, and I also know that uh, historically it has not been one of your favorites. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for a few different uh, few different reasons. Uh, so I'm very curious uh, to start off what you thought of it. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a sweet story. Mm-hmm. I chuckled maybe once or twice. It's just not my thing. I don't like any of the voice cast. Is any of I, I knew you didn't like Bender. I don't like, like Bender's whole... voice. I don't like Fry's voice at all. Okay. I think it's completely wrong for the main character of that show. I guess I like the old Jewish thing. Zoidberg? Yeah, the doctor's decent. Uh, I don't think that the other girl has any personality in her voice at all. Um, they got a Jamaican guy there and, uh, and Katie Seagal treads the line between you sound way too old for this character and she works fine in it. Um, so the, the voices bother me, which is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, I thought it was a sweet story. And, uh, and, um, I appreciated the animation more than I usually do. Um, John Goodman was, was, was a lot of fun as the titular the evil Santa Claus, not yeah. titular, but yeah, Santa Claus. Sure. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like a, it was an okay 20 minutes. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, what, what drew me to this out, uh, outside of, uh, wanting to see if it's been long enough, uh, that maybe you'll like Futurama a little more. Mm-hmm. I, and while it sounds like generally probably not, uh, I will I will agree that this was not like the peak of the show's comedy. Uh, I uh, I generally find it to be uh, very uh, very well written, very uh, very clever in a lot of its jokes, and also has a lot of the uh, a lot of the heart that one uh, recognizes from The Simpsons. Obviously, uh, Mac Groening's follow up show mm-hmm. to The Simpsons. Uh, and yeah, so I—I I mean, I've seen—I've seen this episode a hundred times, so I knew—I knew what we were getting. But Futurama to me is definitely able to carry sort of the uh, holiday sentimentality yeah. that uh, we're trying to get out of these stocking stuffers and have missed on uh, at least the past few of them. I, uh, so yes, that—that—that—that—that uh, sort of uh, baseline sweetness. Sure. Was something that I knew would come through. Yeah, it was there. Uh, Plus, there's a Conan O'Brien cameo, which doesn't yeah, hurt me. Which is fun. Doesn't hurt me at all. I. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, really just makes me want to uh, want to come back to Futurama and watch uh, watch through it again because I I find it I find it very comforting to well, me. It was a 
It's a wonderful show. You know where to find it now. I certainly do. Hulu.com. Uh, recommend a movie for the folks for this week slash weekend. All right. Uh, because I am pretty confident in your recommendation, uh, which I wholeheartedly endorse, uh, I am instead going to recommend Come On, Come On, mm-hmm. which uh, we went and saw and is still in a... You know, 500 theaters or so, well, 569. For now, by the yes. time this weekend happens, that'll be less. But it's around. You can find it, most likely. Yes. Uh, outstanding film. One of my favorites of the year. Uh, talk about sweetness. Uh, incredibly, uh, incredibly, incredibly sweetly, delicately written movie. Just about uh, family and what it's like to be a kid and what it's like to relate to a kid. Uh, and uh, the sort of uh, hurdles of maintaining uh, familiar relations and just just being people just a movie about people and it's outstanding it's really great it's one of my favorites of the year as well and um i completely second to those thoughts it's it's absolutely wonderful maybe the only movie this year i've cried in i think was definitely true for me yeah i think so uh, it really gets you, especially during those credits. So yeah, definitely go see. It. It's really special. Yeah, mine is West Side Story. I think it's it's vibrant and relevant and energetic. Uh, Spielberg shoots the fucking hell out of it. He uh, the camera is always in. There's always motion happening, whether it's the camera or the action inside of a frame. Um, the camera work and the cinematography is stunning, and the performances are incredible. Uh, the the way they've restructured the story fits and works and. It's just an absolute vivacious delight. And so it's a fucking classic. Yeah. And it's and it's the way to do a remake. You do it out of love for the original. You do it to honor the original. And that's what they did here perfectly. Yeah. There are uh, there are remakes that are that are well born out of the idea of what if we what if we modernize this? What if we make it for a new generation or change the setting or this mm-hmm. or that or the other? Uh, this is not one of those. This is basically Spielberg playing horse. Like, oh, you you made West Side Story. I'm also really good at making movies. Why don't I make that movie? And he basically did. There's there's a couple of a couple of tweaks, a couple of changes, but it is ostensibly the same thing, just done again. And it's outstanding for it. That is that was exactly the right approach, like you said. And it's uh, it's just it's just incredibly good. It's a it's a fundamental classic for a reason, and it's remade by one of the great filmmakers of his time. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, you know, not the height of Spielberg's powers a little much, but in the the upper uh, the upper tier of his powers for sure. It's his best film. It might be better than Munich. It's his best film certainly since then. And yes. uh, uh, if not Munich, then same Private Ryan. But it is a... Um, He's the greatest storyteller uh, America's had for film. He knows how to tell a story using a camera and actors. And uh, he's not going to be doing it much longer. So see see his images on a screen that uh, you can't get at home while you can. Especially when they're so good. Because you're, you're going to be disappointed that you won't be able to see those images when he's gone. So Like if you'd... If you skipped, and like, I, I, I truly don't know why I always come to this one, because I've never seen it, and I understand that it's generally supposed yeah, to be good. Yeah, you keep talking about War Horse. I do, but like, that's the one. Uh, if you skipped War Horse, like, whatever. But this is, this is, this is, like, this, this is, is outstanding. It. This is the movie he's wanted to make, and he just, it, it's rare when somebody says, this has been my passion project, yeah. uh, and he, it's such a daunting I'm, task, and he knocks it out of the park. You know what I should use? What's and that? like I, I truly like often forget he made it at all, but I should go to a movie that I actually hate, which is Ready Player One. Yeah. If you skipped Ready Player One, in fact, good for you, good choice. Sure. But uh, this is not that. No, this is something special. So, yes. yep, plug us up. You can come find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm a Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are not on Hulu, which is where you can find Futurama. But uh, I understand they are yet to host podcasts. 
once they do, we've been promised we're the first ones. Oh yeah, we're in line. I've yeah. been I've been talking to who I don't know who Hulu's guy is. Hulu's guy? Yeah. Dan Hulu. Dan Hulu. Yeah, I've been talking to Dan at Hulu. Dan Hulu at Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, which is his confusing email address. And yeah, we we're friends. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, our second Christmas movie. I'm picking, and uh, it might be the obvious choice, but Noah's never seen it. Next week, for what is this called? Season screenings. We're watching Love Actually. Very exciting. So. You can watch it before next week. Until then, uh, this has been What's in the Box House. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. And also, Spider-Man's coming out. I mean, let's Ooh. see what that does. <laughs> Until then, as Krusty the Clown once said, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Crazy Kwanzaa, a Tip Top Tet, and a Solemn Eventful Ramadan.